Hello everyone. The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. So then we move into episode three, which was, I gathered, quite the standout because it's also a fairly serious deviation from the game. Long, long time introduces Bill, played by Nick Offerman, and his gay male lover, Frank, played by the one and only Murray Bartlett, who is having a hell of a couple of years. Oh, very much so. And, you know, before, like, when the reviews for the show were coming out, like, every review pointed out, like, this episode, episode three, as the big one, the best mm -hmm. one of the season. And I'm inclined to agree. And, you know, all the homophobes and the game players who were like, man, it's so unnecessary. I want to be with Joel and Ellie. I feel like if there wasn't a game, no one would care. <laughs> like, it'd be like, yeah, sure. Because the, the episode, like, bottle episodes like this are par for the course for these types of television shows. Yeah, if you didn't know that the game exclusively followed Joel and Ellie, this would feel like business as usual. Like, oh, mm -hmm. we're introducing some side characters, we're giving them a really juicy storyline. This episode definitely seems like it's designed to not just flesh out the world of the show, but to say, hey, we're capable of telling really powerful stories about humanity. They don't just have to center around this father-daughter surrogate relationship. Well, and what I want to say, so in regards to queerness, both in the show and in the game, so mm -hmm. you, you hinted, yes, this is a deviation from the game. However, these characters are in the game. Well, one of them is alive, one of them is dead. In the game, you know, you, Joel, you, Joel and Ellie, they come across Bill, who is still alive. He's, a, you know, a survivalist, got booby traps everywhere. Mm -hmm. At this point in time, like you, he never really confirms that he's queer, but he refers to a partner. Right, which is a telltale sign. 100%, right? <laughs> like, like I mean, not partner. exclusively, but a lot of people do use it in that capacity. No, yeah, sorry, yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the chapter where you're with Bill, and you know, there's a whole set piece in a school, the bloater that ends in episode um, uh, five, like that mm -hmm. the, there's a fight with it that happens earlier. But you come across Frank's corpse in one of oh. the houses, and he is hanged himself and you find a note left behind from him that says you know bill fuck you i hate the way you run this town all i want to do is escape so frank was trying to escape bill's town and get into a uh a qz zone that was owned by fedra mm. and he got bit and he hanged himself but still like, insulted bill in his suicide note and of course you give the note to bill and bill starts crying because like, that's his right. lover and but that's all we get. Like the, the game tiptoes around the queerness. Um, I believe Druckmann even said like back at the in 2013, like when the game came out, like they they would have had more pushback if they made it more explicit. Mm -hmm. Which is why we get the DLC, which occupies episode seven, which we'll get to in a bit. Yeah, it, this was interesting because they said they very much wanted to keep the relationship. Like this is me paraphrasing from yeah. the Last of Us official podcast. They knew that they wanted to keep these characters. They knew they wanted to blow them up so that we could get to a better sense of what their relationship was actually like. You know, mm -hmm. they apparently, I can't remember if it's Mazin or Druckmann is a, is a friend of Offerman. So they immediately thought of him. And then apparently Murray Bartlett got hired to do this before he broke out on the White Lotus. And then oh. when White Lotus gave out, they were just like, oh, Jesus, thank God we got him before he <laughs> exploded on that show. <laughs> But they, they very much said, you know, they knew that they would keep the tragic end because that's par for the course for the game for the TV show. But they wanted to 
twist it so that it was more romantic. They wanted to celebrate the love in a different form than what we were seeing happening between Ellie and Joel. That's the thing. I mean, I know it's a sad ending because they both like die, mutually die by suicide, but mm -hmm. I would also argue this is kind of a happy ending for these characters. They get to go out on their own terms, and it's like, I... I think it's tragic. I think it's deeply romantic. They wanted to make sure that they weren't doing the kind of like typical barrier gaze thing where it's like, yeah. oh, well, gay people have to die in these stories. Like they wanted to to switch that or subvert it a little bit while still saying these characters do still need to die. Well, that's the thing. Like, out of all the character deaths on this show, this one was the least violent. It was the mm -hmm. least upsetting in, in, in one in one way it's still very sad I mean, like again this blew up on social media the, the night it aired uh, people were sobbing mm -hmm. blah, blah 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 but it's again it's like a for me it was also just happy tears because i was like yeah, yeah like y'all y'all had your 20 years of love whatever but like good good for y'all and i'm sad you're dead <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's also you're just queer love you know it's showing that not like even in apocalypse like people can still exhibit love Thank you.